one of the key themes is how do we create a sense of home and safety and security in our own body? How do you feel at home in your body? It's something that's changed my life, right? It's something that I, in every breath session that I do, I always incorporate into of you are always at home in your body. And for me, like I felt so alienated from my body. I felt so removed. I felt so distant. I felt betrayed by my body even. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring Joshua Church onto our show. Joshua is a Wim Hof Method certified breathwork and cold immersion coach, helping high performers stress less, achieve more, and have more fun. Joshua is the co-founder at Edge Theory Labs, bringing cold water therapy and tools for high performance and recovery to the world. He's also a Forbes 30 under 30, and he is a host of Find the Others podcast, which is about cutting through the small talk and having real conversations with the others who want to live deeply. Joshua is on a journey of becoming a healthier, happier, and more successful human being and sharing what he learns along the way. This conversation with Joshua was fantastic and we loved his energy. We loved diving into the Wim Hof method and hearing and learning about it and talking about cold immersion therapy and Joshua had some great tips on how to get started and how to step into your fears surrounding cold immersion therapy. We talked about immunity and how it's such a hot topic during the traditional cold and flu season and how immersing yourself in frigid cold water can actually help prevent you from getting sick. And we dove into breath work and how the power of the breath can really be powerful in this cold therapy. And then we dove into the specifics of these cold plunge tubs that Edge Theory Labs has created and why they are superior. And I personally would love to get one, and I'm guessing Stephanie would too. And we are just so thrilled to have Joshua on our show today. We all have busy lives these days, and no one wants to waste a day recovering after a night out when you've consumed a few cocktails. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol is the answer we've all been looking for. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. This pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day, instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before I drink, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a big night out, like this past New Year's Eve, 
I can confidently plan on waking up with energy for a long walk or a workout, and therefore I'm in a better mood than I otherwise would have been. This year I want to form more sustainable and mindful drinking habits on the weekends. This is not an all or nothing approach, and Zbiotics allows me to enjoy nights out in moderation while working towards this goal. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, consume plenty of water, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. So enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Head over to zbiotics.com slash AOLW to get 15% off your first order when you use the code AOLW at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with an 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash AOLW and use the code AOLW at checkout for 15% off. Hi, Joshua. Thank you so much for your time today and for being on the Art of Living Well podcast. We're really super excited to introduce our listeners to this topic that we're going to discuss today. And we love meeting people in the health and wellness space who have used their own life's experiences and challenges to just dedicating their lives to helping serve others and um, transform other people's lives. So thank you for that. Yes, super happy to be here and dive into all the layers of, of of what that means. Yes, exactly. So before we dive into kind of the nuts and bolts of the interview, we love asking all of our guests, what is your one non-negotiable to start each day? Mm, um, my one non-negotiable to start each day. Well, usually it is the ice bath. It's going to yeah. getting into the tub. <laughs> very of course, I figured, I figured. <laughs> yeah, very on brand. Um, no, but but honestly, that's not because sometimes I might be when I'm traveling or I'm on the airplane or or I'm in another place where I don't have access to getting into my into my ice bath into my edge tub every day. I would say the non non negotiable I start each morning is with breathing. So not necessarily doing like deep breath work circuit, but just even just a few deep breaths just to wake up the diaphragm, just to get oxygen into my system of just deep breaths to stretch and wake up the 12 pounds of breathing muscles that we have in our body. That's non-negotiable for me. And so sometimes I can just be literally laying in bed. If I bring awareness to it first thing when I wake up, or it can be getting to my yoga mat and doing a little, little breathing wake up or somewhere in between. So that's, that's a non-negotiable breathing. I mean, that's so, it's just such an easy thing to incorporate for our listeners. Yeah. And for all those that are like busy moms out there that are rushing to get out of bed or to tackle the day with work or kids or whatever it is, like yeah. just pause. I know Marnie has talked about this before. It's like something you do in bed. And I've been trying to do it before I get out of bed because I mm-hmm. do think it resets. Like if you wake up in that nervous high cortisol state, which many of us are, this just helps to regulate our central yeah, nervous it's system. It's like, like if we just all right now, like let's just take a deep breath and everybody listening as yes. well. Just take a deep breath in through the nose. Then exhale, let it go. <sighs> amazing. So it's like it's that amazing right how one breath, one. like the tension in my shoulders and my neck and everything, like you just feel it go in That's the it. one breath. It's, and it changes our physiology. Literally our blood chemistry changes with a deep breath like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. Just one breath. And, and, and two, I know, I know as, as moms as well, what do we tell our kids? Take a deep breath. <laughs> yes. Deep which, breath. Okay. you know, when my kids say that to me, I get annoyed yeah, because it's yeah. usually in a context I don't like. Yeah, exactly. But it's good advice. So <laughs> anyway, we would love to hear your story and mm-hmm. your healing journey and how you became a cold immersion coach, which we didn't even know was a thing. 
and you founded Edge Theory Labs and you've built this whole community around your method. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, like like I'm sure everybody on whatever journey that they're on, whatever story they're telling, um, you got to wrestle through the mud, right? Like our mess becomes our message. And for me, my mess became my message as well. And I, from the moment I was born, breath, it's so funny that I, I teach breath work and breath is, like I just said, the non-negotiable to wake up. But um, my breath was taken away from me quite literally when I was born and my lung collapsed minutes after I was born. And um, and they didn't know how long I was without oxygen. So they they didn't know I, if I sustained brain damage, the extent of brain damage that I had. So thankfully, they were able to um, make an incision um, right there in the elevator as, as they were taking me. And I spent the first two weeks of my life in the NICU, not even being able to, to see my mom. So that set the tone, right? My breath was taken away from me from the beginning. And, and, and for me, my challenges have come in this lifetime so far in the, in the form of physical, physical challenges and physical trauma in my body. So growing up as an active, active boy playing around, I had my fair share of like broken bones here and there. Sure. That that's, that's fine. But uh, when I was 17, I had a, a near death experience actually, uh, when I had a, um, a, a rare injury to my um, to my quad, to my muscle and my quad called compartment syndrome. And it basically from a blunt force trauma from football and then much time and then another football injury, I my muscle compartment had filled with blood. So there was no circulation going to down to my toes. So oh, basically wow. I went to the ER because I was in so much pain and I was hoping to just get some pain meds and get some ice. And they said, we need to take you into surgery now. Otherwise we're going to need to amputate your leg in a few hours. And that was very sobering, right? It's a 17 yes. year old kid to hear that. Like, whoa. So I went into, got rushed into surgery and during that surgery, I actually had this out of body experience and it changed my life entirely of feeling myself like hovering in the room and then coming back into connection with my body. And that was just something that I couldn't ignore moving forward. And, and so recovering from that, and then a couple years later, I had an appendectomy from appendicitis, which is a normal thing until the doctor nicked an artery and I had internal bleeding, blood transfusions, weeks in the hospital, very touch and go. And um, I, I, that after that, I was just brought to my, I was brought to my knees quite literally of just like, I felt like my body was failing me. I had developed chronic back pain as a result of another knee surgery I had for my ACL. And so as a, as a 22 year old kid, I'm sitting there just like, feeling just horrible in my body, not at home, not comfortable, feeling distrust, feeling like I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 30, right? Like literally these, these are the beliefs and thoughts that I had. And thankfully, you know, God works in mysterious ways, as I say. And, um, I went to a yoga class. My, my uncle convinced me to go to this yoga class and it was a, it was a sculpt yoga class. Have you guys done a sculpt yeah. yoga? Like the, yeah. Not a fan, like but I have done it before. Yeah. For me, it was the only reason I, it was the only way that I would ever walk into a yoga studio. It's like, oh no, there's weights. Okay. There's weights. I'll go into yoga studio, right? It was, it was the gateway drug, if you will. And, and so I went, I went in and did, it was a great workout, but I remember at the end being in Shavasana and I was like, yeah, the workout was good. But what was that thing we did at the end? What was that called? Shavasana? Like that felt really good. I, I liked, I felt, I felt for, for the first time that I can ever remember this feeling of like peace in my body. Like that was interesting. So then I started doing other yoga classes, right? <laughs> Real yoga classes, if you will. And I started going deeper into it and started to notice, wow, I can, 
improve flexibility. I can, I can start to sit on my knees again. I can improve range of motion. My hips can open back up. And that took me deep down this path of, of becoming a yogi. And I, I eventually became a yoga instructor. A big theme of my story is following these breadcrumbs of, of being able to follow what, 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 what came up as a piece of interest for me or tool for me. It's like, okay, cool. That came up. Let me go learn more about that. Let me go follow that down. And so that led me to becoming a yoga instructor as well. And, um, and, 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 and my story, my story really just felt like it started there as I started realizing that, whoa, I've got this body here, right? Like we live so much of our mind up, uh, so much of our life in our mind overstimulated up here. And we forget that we have this body with us and this wisdom that's speaking through our body and, and, and pain and trauma that stores in our body and emotions. And, and that was all just foreign kind of stuff it down below the surface. And so that opened the door for me. I'll, I'll pause there because the, the story continues on into Iceland into Wim Hof and cold immersion, but, but I'll take a pause there in case there's any, any questions or thoughts. Well, I was just going to say, Stephanie and I are both yogi yogis and have been through yoga teacher training as well, Amazing. and I think can relate to so much of what you're saying. And I just listening to you talk reminds me of how many people find yoga and it changes their lives in ways that you can't even imagine. Like you go in, I mean, even though I wasn't a fan of sculpt, I went in for the physical benefits of yoga. And what I walked away with are these mental benefits and breathwork benefits that I never even imagined could happen in a yoga practice. So I'm hearing the same thing from you and it Absolutely. always fascinates me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great reminder. <laughs> um, so, you know, Joshua, continue on. We know you had this retreat experience. Mm-hmm. You started to get into, into more intense breath work. Yeah. Maybe you can continue so, and share that. Absolutely. So, so yoga kind of cracked the door open, if you will. Right. It's like, well, okay, hold on. There's this, there's this thing here. There's this relationship with my body and this is a tool for me, but I'm still not quite sure what's all going on here. And then as I continue down that path of health and wellness, um, I took control of my diet, my lifestyle shifted completely. I, I got healthy. I shedded a lot of, a lot of pounds I was carrying around that I didn't need to be holding onto anymore. And a lot of inflammation, chronic inflammation, systemic inflammation in my body that was presenting itself in different ways. And, and so I started getting healthier. And then I was listening to a podcast. I love podcasts. And I heard this crazy Dutch guy named Wim Hof on a podcast. And he was <laughs> talking about, um, how he was sharing his story of how his wife had committed suicide and how he was he was on the brink of suicide as well and how doing cold immersion and going into the cold cold river in um in Amsterdam and and doing this breath work this tumo style breath work from from the Himalayas started creating relief for him and he shared this message that resonated with me at the time which is that we are responsible for our our own health strength and happiness mm-hmm. and that was like so deeply empowering for me to hear we are responsible. I, Joshua, am responsible for my own health, my own strength, and my own happiness. And it's such a par- paradigm shift, right? It shifts the paradigm to, it's up to me, right? Like, no one's coming to save me. Like, the Calvary is not coming to save me. It's like, it's up to me. And that's empowering to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take control of this then. I'm going to explore. I'm going to continue to find these tools. And I really resonated with that. So I went on his website to try to find, like, you know, there's a workshop. This is back in um, end of 2018, end of 2018. So I went, I went back, I went on the website trying to see like, oh, is there a workshop that I can go check out what this Wim Hof method is all about of the breathing and the cold and the mindset. And there was nothing in the United States. <laughs> so there was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was still early on in his, in his, in his mass adoption and, and he didn't have any instructors in the U S so it was all very European and really Dutch Netherlands based. And so I did see though, there was a retreat 
And there was different Wim Hof method retreats and there was a retreat in Iceland. And that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like going into cold water. I'm from San Diego. I'm a sun creature. I like to <laughs> warm sand. Like I take stay, stay away from anything cold. But I, uh, I, I felt that impulse, that intuition saying there might be something here for you. So it was with one of his first students ever, a, a beautiful, amazing teacher named Yorin, Yorin DeBrown, who's become a close friend and, uh, and, and supporter of myself. And so I signed up for the retreat just blindly. I'm like, all right, this feels like the next best step, right? You hear someone on a podcast, then you sign up for a retreat in Iceland, right? That's what you do. <laughs> Again, following the breadcrumbs. It's funny and, how you're pulled, like a person can just be pulled or drawn yeah. to something and you don't really know why, but you just have to do it. Yeah. And I'd so encourage everybody. It's like, follow that pull. That pull mm-hmm. is your intuition. It's this guidance. Yeah. It's the universe. It's God, whatever you want to call it. There's this, there's this incomprehensible flow of life that, that, that leads you, that pulls you on a path. And, and that's the difference. I love how you, I love how you use that word pull there, Marnie, too, because there's a difference between pushing and pulling. Like a lot of us try to push towards something, you know, we get this feeling like we're swimming upstream or like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to go start this business. Like I, it feels like very effortful and a, you're pushing. Whereas this is a pull. It's like, I wasn't pushing. I got to go find a retreat to go and I got to go find these tools. It's like, no, there's something interest me. There's this pull to take that next step. And then you take the next step after that. And the next step after that, and you follow the yellow brick road. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, 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 you're at the Emerald city. And that was the way that this was for me. It was a strong pull. And I encourage everybody, whatever that impulse is, whatever that curiosity is, that open-minded curiosity, follow that pull because that's the next step on your journey. And who knows what that's going to unveil at that next intersection, the the right person, the right opportunity, the right message, the right teacher, right? It's it's always that that pull is what leads us to our destiny ultimately. So that pull led me to Iceland and I show up and I do the first breathing session ever. So I'm laying down there and we're doing this deep Wim Hof method breathing. So it's, it's it ends up becoming more of a controlled hyperventilation. So and definitely encourage everybody to to to, to experience it in, in a safe environment as well. Never around water. This is laying down on a mat. I'm doing this deep, deep breath work, and and he's giving guidance to just follow whatever whatever sensations you're feeling, whatever emotions you're feeling. Breathe into it. Go deeper into it. And so I noticed that on my body, I felt this like little tingle right at the incision, right at the spot where I had my incision for my appendicitis and my internal bleeding, and it just like started tickling right right there. And so I'm like, okay, interesting keep breathing, keep breathing. And that tickle just slowly started to work its way up, 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 up to my chest, kept breathing, kept breathing to my throat, kept breathing, really got stuck there in my throat, kept breathing. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just started crying. I started crying. Like I have, I'm telling you, like I've never cried before in my entire life. And at that point in my life too, it, you know, in 2019, I, I probably hadn't cried for two years, three years before. Right. You know, that was that my relationship with emotion was completely different. And, 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 and as, as, as a man, I identified with relationship in a very different and unhealthy way. And, and so I, it had been a while. And so just the waterworks turned on. I saw, I cried deeply and the crying came from this place of, oh my goodness, body, I love you thank you. Like you've been through so much and it just worked its way. That, that tickle worked its way around to every surgery that I had from my lung, from when I was born to my knee for my ACL surgery, to my quad from compartment syndrome, right? It just worked its way around my body to my back from the, from, from the chronic back pain that I had. And it just felt like this release. And it was these, it felt like things were moving through me and released. And, and I'll never forget after that breathwork session, I was like, my shoulders were dropped. I felt the sense of peace and calm that I had never felt in my entire life. And I was tripping out because 
all we did was lay down and breathe, right? I just laid down and breathed for an hour. Didn't take any drugs, no plant medicine, nothing. It was just literally just sitting and breathing. And I had this experience of my body moving and releasing emotion. And so that to me was like that yoga class where it was like, whatever the heck this is, I need to follow this and I need to learn more and I need to know everything about what this is. And I need to bring this into my life and bring this to other people. And so that started the next phase of my journey. So um, I have a few tactical questions about that. Sure. So you were in Iceland, were you yep. outside, were you wet, were you cold <laughs> or were you yeah. like in a indoor space? Yeah. Good question. For, for the breathing journey, it's you're in an indoor space. You're in you're in a room and you're with a blanket and okay. you're, so you're you know, mask on, you're comfortable because you're going deep in that work. And then you supplement that with going outdoors and doing cold immersion and the cold immersion paired with that, the, the, what the cold water did was it just, it just, it just wakes your body up, right? It revitalizes every cell in your body. And it, and it shows you too, through doing crazy things like climbing a mountain and nothing but your shorts, things you thought were impossible or going into a freezing river for five, 10 minutes at a time and being okay. And in your breath and not being hypothermic, it, it, the cold then teaches you the lesson of how strong and beautiful your body is and how capable you are and how much the mind gets in the way of, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's cold. I can't do that. But how, when you're present with your body, with your process, you can do so much more than you think. And the cold also taught the lesson of strength in surrender. So for me, as, as someone mm -hmm. at that time, I was going into, you know, you think the way the, the way that I thought I approached the cold, like I did everything in my life to that point was I'm going to push forward and we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to grit down. I'm going to be tense, but I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. Like we're going to fight this. And if you take that approach to the cold, you get slapped silly and humbled very quickly. The approach you need to take to the cold. And I offer this for you as you're going to have your cold experience this weekend as well is it's a surrender. It's a relax. It's how deeply can you let go? And there's so much strength in that surrender. And so that message to me in my life was so spot on at the right time. So pairing that with the breath work um, made that really dynamic. But for the breathing, <laughs> Barney, we were inside and, and in a very safe space and environment, never by the water. You do that breathing either. Okay. I mean, I just, I love hearing this story. There's lots of examples of people that release emotions that are stored in mm -hmm. your body, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain that yeah. you've experienced and that the power of the breath to do that, it's just transformation. I mean, it transformed your life and it transformed so many lives. And for our listeners out there who don't know who Wim Hof is, I mean, you kind of shared a little bit, Yeah. but could you give like a quick snippet of like- totally. What, 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 what he's about. Yeah. Cause he's yeah, a little crazy yeah. guy when you hear about him or what he's yeah, done. Yeah. 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 So they call me Iceman and he, um, he was really like, he lived most of his life being this kind of Guinness world record type of freak, right? Like circus freak is, is the way they, they just thought him is this guy's crazy. He can do these mind body things. He climbed up to the death zone and to Mount Everest and nothing but his shorts ran a marathon in the Sahara desert and over hundred degree Fahrenheit temperature and without a sip of water the whole time, barefoot, like, like crazy things, swam, swam under the polar ice cap did seven hour long ice bath, right? Like all these things. And, and, and everybody's just like, wow, this guy's crazy. And then he started getting science involved because he was teaching. He was saying the whole time, everybody can do this. Right. And so there was a really powerful study that he did where he through the through the breath work, he, you know, he, he was saying how and kept preaching like, oh, yeah, I don't get sick anymore. Or, you know, this this helps your immune system. So finally, they did a scientific study around. And so he trained um, uh, six other people, I believe it was six, a number of people. And in this breath work, in, in this Wim Hof method style breath work, they injected them with an E. coli virus, the bacteria, bacterial virus into into their bloodstream. 
And through the control group that didn't do any breathing, they all got sick. They had fevers. The group that did the breath work, every single one of them fought off the fever, fought off their suppressed, their, their immune system response was suppressed based on doing the breath work. And they were able to show that through the breathing, we increase our adrenaline and the adrenaline increase leads to increased production of white blood cells, which helps with our immune response. So it was groundbreaking because what it did was it, it literally changed science textbooks because it, for the first time, showed that we actually can have influence on our immune system. We can do something consciously that can influence our immune system, our endocrine system, or our hormone, hormonal system. We can do some, we can introduce something like breath and conscious breath work to influence our autonomic nervous system, which to the, to up to that point, science thought was autonomic, right? It's, it's automatic. It's something that we don't consciously control, but we actually can have an influence on it. So once that happened, there's this whole groundswell of, of science. They want a Nobel Prize also for study on the intermittent hypoxia, which is a deeper rabbit hole going to another time. But science started, the science community started going crazy over what, what was happening here. And, and then he started bringing this method more mainstream, the Wim Hof method, which is a combination of that breath work plus cold exposure and mindset and focus as well as the three pillars of the Wim Hof method to, to bring it. I, I have ended up becoming a Wim Hof method um, certified instructor as well. And I, you know, do, I incorporate that very deeply into a lot of my work. Wow. It's so it, interesting. And so my brother-in-law who lives in Los Angeles has mm -hmm. a cold plunge. I'm curious yep. if it's yours, actually. I need to go find Good out. Point. But um, he swears by it. Like he said, he hasn't been sick in multiple years since yeah. cold, any cold plunges every day. Yep. And I mean, people, I mean, it's a lot of experts have been saying this and I love that there's science behind it. And yes. I kind of laughed when we were thinking about this interview because like my grandma used to like give me a hard time about like going outside with wet hair. Cause I was, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Now I live in Minnesota. I can't seem to escape the cold for right now, but she'd be like, you're going to catch a cold if you go outside with wet hair. And I didn't care. I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think twice about that now with my kids, but just the old, almost like old wives tale or like, like yeah. the limiting beliefs that we've had in the past about how you get sick. Right. Well, yeah, think about it. It's like oh, air conditioning is so new in our evolution of humanity, right? Like being able to live in an air conditioned environment, like so someone I was on another podcast refers to it as a the thermostat generation, right? Like we're the thermostat generation where yeah. we're, we're super used to everything cozy, convenient and, and yeah. comfortable, mm -hmm. but our, our physiology, our, our hardware hasn't evolved much past our ancestors that were living in an ice age, right? And our, our ancestors that were that were living in the cold and people that are were cold adapted. So we have that within our we have that within our makeup. Like we don't have to think twice when our, when we go into cold water, our body's gonna elicit a cold shock response. Like our our pupils are gonna dilate. Our 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 blood vessels are gonna constrict to be able to keep blood in our core to save us and protect us. Blood flow is going to move from our our fingers. We don't have to think about that. Thankfully, it's a survival mechanism. We have that built in with ourselves. So so it, it is such a funny thing of like, oh, don't do that. You're going to catch a cold. It's like our, our bodies are more than capable of handling this. They've done it for the entire dawn of humanity, since the dawn of humanity. So it, it, it's very, very interesting. So for me, like I'm thinking about, so Stephanie and I have committed to doing this experience this weekend. It's a half day retreat. Right. There's breath work, there's sauna, there's cold plunge, which I believe is going to be in a lake. Yes. It's, Fantastic. you know, cold here. It's 30. It'll probably be like 40 degrees outside. Fantastic. And I, I don't have a lot of meat on my bones either to Stephanie. I run cold typically like in the wintertime, I'm chilly. Like I'm dressed warmly. I'm drinking yeah. tea. The thought of jumping in a frozen <laughs> or a cold lake. I mean, I'm terrified and yeah. I'm like, 
thinking about, am I going to get hypothermia? Is my heart going to stop? You know, like, how do you work through that? And like, yeah. What advice do you have to, for us Uh, and our listeners out there? I I love it. Well, firstly is understanding that's normal, right? That's a normal response. And it's normal to notice even before it's like, just notice how much in our mind we get. What if this happens? What if this happens? All of that is that mental chatter that's up. We're not present. We're not with our body. We're just up here in our mind. So noticing too, and even before you're about to go in, you're going to notice like there's a little bit of adrenaline drip happening, right? There's nerves in your body, there's feeling. And so that's, it's a mirror, it's a reflection. So let's, let's, let's shift that gaze inward and allow ourselves to just, right? Just like you said earlier, we take that deep breath and we drop in our shoulders. We get into a little bit more sense of presence. Okay, cool. Okay. Acknowledge, notice. I notice that I'm feeling these things. Let's create some separation. I'm not afraid. I notice that I'm feeling some fear right now. Normal. Okay, cool. And create up, create some space to surprise yourself. I would just say that. Just like create some space to surprise yourself and trust too that you're going to be in an environment where people that are leading this are safe. They're, they're trained. They, they know what to look out for. And, um, and also give yourself some more credit because you are way more capable than you think. And that's what the experience I think will show you as well. And that's why I love guiding people through their first immersion is because you get out and you have this feeling of like, I'm on top of the world. Like I just did this thing that I thought was scary and now I feel so much better. And you're going to get the, the cocktail of, of neurochemicals as well that come with it. The dopamine increase 250%, the nor- noradrenaline increase 530%. You're going to get this whole benefit, metabolic boost 200 plus percent. So you're going to get all the benefit of that as well. But I think firstly, is just noticing that, okay, I feel this way and that's okay. And just be present, just be with your breath. Because when you're with your breath, you know, this is, you know, this is a yogi when you're deep in that pose, whatever pose that you're in and you feel that burn lighting up, like, what do you do when you're sitting deep in chair pose? You breathe into it, you breathe deeper into it. It's no different. It's just another, it's another pose, if you will. It's no different. Okay. I'm getting a little more excited about this experience because I listen to people like you and others and see people and hear the immense benefits. And I do think just that mental aspect of it and that we can do hard things and that we were, you know, genetically designed to be able to expose to cold. And one thing I have to say, I've been doing more of, so our, you know, it's, it's November and we're in Minnesota, so it's cold and we've had some colder weather And, you know, you look at others around you and they are bundled up like it's January because it's going to get a hell of a lot colder here. And they are wearing their full long down coat. That would be me. Okay. Well, no judgment. But what (laughs) I've been very attuned to is I'm wearing light jackets when I go outside and I'm trying not to like bundle up too much because I think that cold exposure is good for us. And I mean, I'm I'm still wearing a light coat, but I'm trying to gradually kind of ease my way into it. And I'm always thinking, well, if I wear that coat now and the boots and the hat, then what am I going to wear in January? Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with brown fat? Have you guys yes. talked about brown fat yes. at all? I mean, no, we but... haven't talked about it on the show, but I've read a lot about it yeah. in mm-hmm. cold therapy. Yeah. So so that's big. So brown fat or brown adipose tissue, or BAT, is yeah. um, it's a very, very interesting um, point of research right now because there's some insane things that they're seeing. Um, Nature published a um, an article and research around brown adipose tissue presence in mice and how that actually can lead to, um, and, and how actually it was playing a role in cancer and actual cancer treatment. Fascinating. Mm. So um, I can share the link on that too. But brown adipose tissue, we have different types of fat. Like most of us think fat is bad, but we have different types of fat in our body. We have white fat, which is which is when we think of bad fat is the bad fat. Uh, we have beige fat, which is in between white and brown. And then we have brown fat, brown adipose tissue. And brown fat's really good. It's the good, healthy fat for us because the, the brown fat 
has a, it works like a furnace fuel. So the brown fat has a, has a metabolic value. And so the brown fat actually burns white fat. So you can have high brown fat stores and it will burn the white fat for you. And the brown fat, it works as an insulator for us. It's, it's, it's our first line of defense for thermogenesis. So our body, so our brown fat releases warmth when we're in cold environments. And so they, they, they researched this in people that are, that work like construction workers in Minnesota, let's say, or I think in Canada with the research they did. During the winter, they have high high stores of brown fat. Our body builds brown fat very quickly. After a week in Iceland that I just came back from, I noticed how much more cold adapted I am. Even after two days, my brown fat stores start building and I'm able to, 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 to regulate myself and generate heat within my body. It's like a bear. It, yeah, truly. Yeah. Marnie and I are thrilled to share two new products that we've both been using daily for several months and are loving the results. Do you need better nutrition, improved energy or focus, but don't know how? Well, Energy Bit Spirulina Algae Tablets are your answer. They are effortless to take and organically grown. These bits of food are 100% spirulina, which is the most nutrient-dense, antioxidant-rich, high-protein food in the world. You just swallow or chew a few tablets each morning or whenever you are tired or hungry to improve your mitochondria, your energy, your gut health, focus, and reduce your hunger and cravings. They also replace the need for your caffeine. Energy bits are safe for the entire family and pets love them too. Maybe you wanna improve your gut health, support your detoxification, or add more green nutrition into your diet. Recovery Bits chlorella tablets are the perfect solution. Recovery Bits USDA certified chlorella tablets are bits of food that strengthen your immune system, protect you from colds or viruses, remove toxins, speed recovery from a sports injury, and add vegetables and greens to your diet. This will help ensure that you're getting your greens on a daily basis. The recovery bits also help you enjoy better sleep when you take them before bed. I've noticed a big improvement in my sleep. I'm sleeping much more soundly, not waking up at night. And when I do wake up in the morning, I have so much energy and just feel really well rested. So if you're ready to supercharge your energy, health, and longevity, head on over to energybits.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-B-I-T-S.com. Use the discount code LIVINGWELL for 20% off your entire order. And and we know this is is toddlers. Toddlers don't have a shivering mechanism. Like it's up to a certain age babies can't shiver. And so they have a high brown fat store to be able to keep them warm. So if you notice like baby and kids, they're not phased by the cold at all. Yes. They've got high, high fat stores, brown fat. Well, it's funny. I said something to my son who walks to school and it's like a, maybe a five minute walk and he will wear shorts. Like, I mean, there's a very short amount of time. He wears shorts all the time. And I looked at him the other day and I said, you know what, Owen, I said, I'm not going to say anything about you wearing shorts and no coat <laughs> this winter. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and- and I wonder like what that leads to as well. I've seen some some of my friends who are raising their kids in a similar way. And it's interesting because we, a certain point, we have this association that cold is bad. Cold is painful, right? Cold is not good. We don't want cold. It's going to get us sick. Cold is bad. But what if we can, like, what if we didn't have that, you know, that layer of programming on us as well? Mm-hmm. What if we could be like, okay, cold is a feeling, right? And I tell people all the time when you get in the cold, because so many people resist it as like cold is it's painful. It's bad. It's like, it doesn't have to be painful or bad. It's just you're feeling like it's it's you're feeling a lot. It's it's a sensation that making you feel alive and and lighting up your or your whole nervous system. Like that's pretty beautiful too. It doesn't and have I'm to comfortable. be comfortable. I mean, right? Like yeah. yeah. 
But maybe yeah. it's like releasing something though. You know, is there emotions or something that's being released? I don't know. As an expert in cold therapy, do you feel comfortable at this point in your journey in a cold bath? Or is it still like, okay, I've done my 10 minutes or however long you're in there for, I'm I, I'm ready to get out. It never gets easier, but okay. you get better at going in. So it never gets easier. And that's part of the beauty of it too, right? It's the humbling part of it. And it's the beauty of the the fact that you don't build up, a t- like you don't need to take a tolerance break from doing cold or like you know, a lot of other drugs or medicine or types of activities. You have to like keep raising the bar. Otherwise you have to keep switching up your workouts. Otherwise you kind of hit that point of diminishing return. But the dopamine increase that they witnessed with cold water immersion that studied 250% increase repeatably, repeatable. There's no diminishing effect on that. You don't build up a tolerance enough to do it. And that's because it's still difficult. And there's a dopamine loop that you close every time you do something difficult. So every morning when I go in, like I don't look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to the feeling okay. after, but my brain yeah. starts to, you know, you start to, you start to hold that closer. Like I know that after I do this, I know how I feel in my body and I know I'm going to feel better. I know I'm going to feel like I accomplished something and that feels good. So I'm willing to go through this conscious dose of suffering, this hormetic stress I'm going to take on in my system so that I can feel those effects afterwards. So it doesn't get easier, but that's the beauty of it, right? That it doesn't get easier, but you do get better at being able to like, I can go into cold water now and I can regulate very, very quickly. So you get better at dealing with it. Whereas first or beginners, you might notice when you first go in, right? You you have trouble catching your breath. You're in that. And you tingle like my toes and numbs. That's that's normal. And that improves as well. Your circulation improves, but you're like, and you finally catch your breath. Sometimes the people in the beginning can take you a minute to catch your breath, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Me, I can go in and take three deep breaths now at whatever temperature it can be in the, um, in the 31 degree sub freezing degree of flowing river water. And I can take three breaths and I can be calm in my system so that you get better at, but it doesn't get any less, it doesn't get easier. Okay. But at least there's an upside to, it doesn't get easier. Right. So how long, just out of curiosity, how long do you typically go on a daily basis? And wait, I want to add one thing to that question. What is the minimum you can do to get the benefit? It's it's a, I was going to answer your question with the minimum effective yeah. dose. So this is something really interesting. And for people listening, it's it's really important. And I, I, I always make sure whenever I'm talking about cold that I mention this point too, because most of us get this idea of like doing cold and wow, it's amazing. There's all these health benefits, but like, that's really intense. And I can't do that. And that's, I can't go into a freezing lake for 10 minutes, right? There's no research that supports that is what the minimum effective dose is. So the research, we look at the papers out there. The, the study, one of the most, the most popular studies that, that showcase these benefits are done at much milder temperatures than you think. So the, the research paper that was shown at uh, in, in increasing all these neurochemicals was done at 14 Celsius or 57 Fahrenheit. Hmm. Oh, 57 Fahrenheit's not that yeah. cold. I mean, it's so cold, cold enough to get you a cold shock, but yeah. 57 Fahrenheit's a lot more approachable than 36 Fahrenheit. It's a yeah. very big difference. And even... There's research that suggests that we get cold shock activation in temperatures as mild as 67 degrees. So we're talking about ocean. A lot of the research has been done on cold water swimming. So swimming in the ocean doesn't get that cold, doesn't get freezing, of course. So, so the, the, but the thing is that that's, that's not what sells, right? The sexy thing that sells is like, you're going into the frozen lake or you're going into ice surrounded you. It's like, oh, this intense kind of 
extreme method for stress management, but it doesn't have to be that extreme. Like my, my, my aunt, who's 65 years old, she gets in the ice bath every single day, but she just has it set at 57 degrees and she feels the energy. She feels the release of arthritis that she has. My mom goes into it. Like the thought of my mom is hot blooded, this, this hot Moroccan blooded woman going into ice bath is, is mind blowing, but she does it all the time. And she loves it because it's at a much more milder temperature. So it's a lot more approachable. And then in terms of timing, the best studied research around timing and dosage, and admittedly, there's a lot of blind spots right now in research when people are doing things, we're pioneering research as well to start to shine some light on this. But 11 minutes per week is the sweet spot that's been witnessed. And that's from Dr. Susanna Soberg out of Scandinavia, who's been a big pioneer in some of this research of cold water immersion. And her paper suggests that 11 minutes per week, so two to three minutes per session, a couple times a week is what's going to create the the maximum effect and benefit. So, well, that seems much more doable, much more doable, but could you do a cold shower? I know obviously the immersion, your whole body's, you know, yeah. In the, if you do a tub, but what about just doing a cold shower, even just for a couple minutes? Yeah. Cold shower is great. Now I will say that there's no studies, like all the studies I've done have been in cold immersion and not yeah. cold showers, but through basic extrapolation, we can take the cold showers are good as well because cold showers are still going to give you that cold shock. So, so much of the benefit comes from giving yourself that shock. Are you going to cold water? Your body goes red alert, red alert, cold shock. Yeah. Yeah. Your body shifts into that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight mode, right? Your system turns on. That's where you get that rush from. And then the benefit comes from regulating past that. So, okay, I'm going to put myself in the shock environment and give myself stress. That doesn't sound good, but what comes and the good comes from when you're in that charged state, breathing and consciously regulating your system, your nervous system, so that you can shift, you can downshift from that fight or flight into that parasympathetic rest and digest. And when we do that, we build this elasticity and it's a muscle we build in our nervous system. And where the best benefits of cold come from is how that translates into your day to day. So that I know when I'm running late to coming onto a podcast and I'm sitting on another call and I'm looking at the time and I'm freaking out, I can feel my body start to, my breath gets shallow. I can feel myself activate that I can actually go, okay, cool. We're going to deal with that. It's okay. I'm here. And I can use that. I can use that muscle that I built from going into cold this morning so that that doesn't have that effect on my body anymore. I can regulate and bring myself back. So in the shower, we're still going to get that because you're still going to put yourself in shock. It's going to take your breath away and you're going to be forced to breathe. So you're going to get that benefit as well. You might get less of the localized muscle recovery um, or inflammation reduction from being fully immersed in cold water that you that you do in, in, a, in, in a full body tub immersion, but you're still going to get cold shock activation and then the regulation that happens as a result of that. Well, it's funny. So Stephanie has been doing cold showers for a while and I've been, I've started I would say in the last week since I'm mentally trying to gear up for Sunday, but my cold shower consists of jumping in the cold shower for probably 10 seconds. And I'm like, "Ah!" and then I turn it to hot and I'm like, oh, that's so much better. (laughs) And I know that I'm like, am I getting any benefit from this other than I'm like freaking myself out for 10 seconds? if you stay for 15 seconds, yes. If you turn okay. for if you turn the dial before you're able to like catch your breath, if you use the heat to allow you to catch your breath, then I would say you're just torturing yourself. Okay. <laughs> so I'm torturing myself basically. Yeah. But so I'm gonna try doing the hard part. So if counting you're just, to yeah. 15 and it's, then it's, exactly. Breathing. It might even be less about time for you, Marnie, and more just like, okay, ah, right. And then 
can I get to a place where I'm accepting this and I'm choosing this? And it's like, okay, cool. I'm over that hump. And you know, you'll feel the difference. You'll feel when you go in on Sunday into the lake, you'll feel that shift that happens. It's a, it's a drastic shift that happens when you drop into that, into that other nervous system, you feel it happen. You see it happen on people's faces. You feel it happen. So if you get a cold shower and, and I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, Stephanie, if you if you felt that as well with your cold showers of getting over that hump into that place, have you felt that? Yes. And I, you know, it's funny, I was doing it very regularly because it was still warm out. And then like a couple of weeks ago, it got colder. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like a cold shower today. But I started up again a little bit. And it's all about the breath. So I know when I go in there, I have to focus on breathing. And I turn it down as you know low as I can get the temperature with there still being some pressure, some water yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's going to continue to get cold. But it's just I stand there and I take breaths. And that's all I think about is breathing. That's it. One breath. That's it. And you do your entire shower cold, right? You don't. Well, ever I warm was. Yourself up. I was, but now I'm taking a quick warm shower and then I lower it. And then the last like minute, maybe I don't know. I, I'm curious how long I'm actually in there. Yeah. Um, is cold. So heat. I've the sort heat. of switched it up a little bit because it's just great. It's colder outside. Well, and for too. me, it's like my shower is like my Zen time where I yeah. think, and I, I don't know. So like this is taking that away. <laughs> Yeah. Honor that. I would say honor that. Like that's your, there's a ritual around that. That's great. Honor that. And also you can end on cold or, you know what I'm saying? Like you can just be freaked out. Yeah. Ending on cold. I recommend everybody ends on cold. That's a good idea. Even after hot. So it's like, take your shower, enjoy it. And then turn the shower cold, step back. We're working on creating a guided audio immersion for cold showers because there's a, there's, there's a way that's helpful to, to, to go into it. So turn it all the way cold, take a step back, take a deep breath right? Get yourself centered. And then I like to do for cold showers is I put my one arm right under. So you can do like one arm. Okay. Right. It's a little shock one arm and you do the other arm and then you do the left leg and then the right leg. And then you go all the way in and it's still going to give you a shock, but it helps to like get some of those parts of your body's a little cold flush first. Yeah. Acclimated. Okay. That's a great I'm totally idea. trying that. That's yeah. I, yeah. And I love the idea of doing it at the end. Cause I, yeah. Yeah, it's just not enjoyable at the beginning. And, well, and here's it's like doing here. a sauna and then a cold plunge, Marnie. Yeah. Think of like your hot shower, like right. the sauna, and then you do the cold and, shower. And why it's good to end on cold as well, because it's such a gift you can give yourself. Because what happens is when you end on cold, right? When you're in heat, it's vasodilation. So your whole vascular system's opening up, dilating, circulation's coming through, which is great health benefit. And vasoconstriction is also great. Everything's constricting, right? And so when you go hot and cold, contrast therapy, as I'm sure your guest was talking about, it's this whole vascular workout. All of the, you know, the the millions of miles of, of arteries and blood vessels in your body are all opening and closing and, and you're promoting complete blood flow and flushing your vascular system, which is what we know and incredible for our heart health and just longevity. But when we end on cold, what happens is, you know, our core body temperature comes down a bit. And so then our body needs to work to heat ourselves back up and come back to homeostasis. And so what's the best, what's one of the best ways that it does that burns calories. So we're going to burn calories to get ourselves back up a little shivers normal. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But when we end on cold then your body's going to work really hard. It's going to create more brown fat. It's going to burn white fat. It's going to burn fat to bring yourself up to create heat in your body. And, um, and, and that's a great process because you're, you're increasing your metabolic output right there, right? You're giving yourself a, a metabolic boost and you're, you're actually burning calories and you're going to burn calories after that. So, so the way I would frame it for you, Marnie is like, what if after that ritual, you could also burn some calories and some, and some white fat. That sounds good. Burn some fat. Why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Another um, benefit here. So I know we're running out of time and we want to talk about your cold plunge tub. Can you tell us about your company and your tub and why you created it and why it's amazing? 
And your absolutely. retreats that you're now running? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I came back from Iceland, I was just, you know, uh, as you can probably hear in my voice, the passion that I have around this. Um, I was I was just hooked on this and I was like, oh, I got to do this ice bath all the time. And and it became a part of my daily routine. But I realized very quickly I got tired of uh, buying ice. I would go to the store and I would buy all the 7-Eleven chest freezer out, right? I would, rob, I would rob them every day. And I would come home and fill up my bathtub and and do the ice bath. But then it was like wasting all this water and the plastic. And I was in LA at the time. There was a drought. I'm like, I don't feel good about that. And also, um, it's just a lot of effort to do this ice bath that lasts three to five minutes, right? It's so much effort to do that. So I thought, okay, I'm sure there's like a cold tub out there. Maybe I can buy something for at home. And I was pretty shocked when I started doing research, you know, back in 2019 that there was um, there was cold tubs, but they were these big fixed wall, heavy, expensive things that started at fifteen thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, that's out of my range. And even if I wanted to, I don't have the space for that. So I noticed that there was a Facebook group on DIY cold plunges and most people use these chest freezers. Have you seen the chest freezers that people use? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You buy a chest freezer from Home Depot. You caulk it yeah. inside, you line it, you hack it, fill it up with water and you use it. And it's great until it, you know, it's not great. And people, people unfortunately do get electrocuted and hurt themselves and you can't regulate temperature. You still got to empty the water, but it's, it's, it's the cheapest way to do it. A thousand bucks roughly. So I wanted to go do that. And I went to my cousin, who's the handiest man I know and engineer tinkering kind of person. I said, Hey, can you help me hack a chest freezer? And he just laughed at me and he said, no, I don't want you to electrocute yourself or lock yourself into a you know frozen coffin. If you want a cold tub, like let's, let's try to build something for you. So we went and we got like above ground pool parts and equipment and and a Rubbermaid tub and plumbed it all together. And we have this awesome photo of our first prototype and it became our first prototype, but we built something that worked and we just were like, huh, that was way more affordable than what's out there. And maybe there's a way that we can bring this to market because there's these Facebook groups of tens of thousands of people trying to hack these DIY tubs. So maybe there's a there's an opportunity to bring something to market that's a bit more affordable than $15,000, $20,000 out there. And around the same time, a company called Plunge, they're called Plunge now, they were called Cold Plunge. They launched at about a 5K price point for at home, still a big unit, but it was at home at that sweet spot. And they started growing very quickly. And we saw that as we were under development and we thought, wow, there's, there's a market for this at home 5K ballpark range cold immersion tub. And I think that this is going to go. So we decided that we wanted to build something that was unique and and innovative and differentiated. And the big thing for me was someone living in an apartment with a balcony and not being in a forever home. How can I have something that I can put on my apartment balcony? How can I have something that I can take with me that isn't going to be a liability? How can I have something that's versatile, that's portable perhaps? So we built and launched the the world's first. It was the first of its kind. There's a lot of other, you know, Copcats knockoffs and a lot of other companies (laughs) out there now, which we just flattery. It's great. And um, we built the first portable all-in-one cold tub. So we use a really durable military-grade inflatable technology that the same thing they use in these stand-up paddle boards that are super durable or mm-hmm. military boats that you can like, you know, run a car over, it can't puncture it. And we built a tub using that. So it fits into a backpack, which is great. So you can easily wow. set it up and it flights to 10 PSI, super rigid, sit on the edge of it, no deflections. And then it plugs into this chiller unit that we have. And, and we we designed this chiller that it's all in one. So it has filtration in there. It has cooling, a water pump. It has a heat pump as well so that you can do hot tub mode if you want to do hot tub mode. And it plugs into regular electric, super energy efficient, less than a dollar a day usage. So super energy efficient as well. No electrician needed, no tools required. So we really just built something that was, that as we say, Joshua proof, because I'm not the handyman whatsoever. So if I can set it up and use it, then I know everybody else can. And we did that. So it took us two years 
to to work on that, develop that lineup manufacturing and actually come to market. And since we came to market, we just, we haven't looked back and we just hit the right place at the right time with the right branding and the right team we've built behind it. We just brought on our, our 17th and 18th employee of this, this week on Monday. So um, have, have grown quite rapidly as we continue to share this message and get this out here for tools and, and working with amazing people to help bring this to, to reality. So that's a bit about uh, the genesis of, of, of our product, the edge tub and, and, and what goes into it and the team behind it. So can you use the tub indoors on carpeting or is it like an outdoor tub? You can, there's some condensation. Like we, <laughs> one of our ambassadors, she has it literally and she lives in a studio apartment and she has it like in her studio apartment in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so wow. you can, I wouldn't recommend it truthfully because you're dealing with water, right? And so when you right. step out, you're wet. Um, there can be condensation from the hoses, right? When you're cooling down, depending on the humidity and the environment, so there can be condensation that can drip and create. And if you go into heating mode, there's more condensation. So, but it's, it's something that's, you know, that's great for a balcony or patio area or a little outdoor area is totally great for. And I have a question about outdoor area. Yeah. So we live in Minnesota or anyone living in Boston. I mean, it's going to free, like, I mean, I'm assuming there's a cover to it, but like, how do you manage that when it's literally sometimes negative degrees? I mean, we don't really need a cold plunge then. We can just stand outside. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, so the, the chiller unit itself, because of the heat pump we use and because like any type of pipes and freezing when, you know, pipes freeze, it right. breaks things. So, um, so it's not, it's not, um, it doesn't operate below freezing. So when you're below freezing, what we have our, our, our East coast and winter customers do is that they, most people prefer to bring it indoors during that time. So their garage, okay. the basement. So it's, it's more accessible for them. So that eliminates that issue. But for the people that want to keep it outside or aren't able to bring it inside, they just wheel their chiller in or bring the chiller into the garage. Because like you said, they don't need the chiller. We've got nature's chiller. So right. it can stay outside and it's going to get cold naturally and it'll even freeze naturally, but it has an insulation, insulated wall as well with the, with the air as an insulator. So, um, so you just leave the tub outside and then you can just use the tub as your natural cold water, and then you can just dump it and refill it however often you want to. So you can just use the tub and bring the chiller in or bring the whole thing in. Got it. And you said like, there's a filter to clean yes. the water. Cause that's like yep. one of the things that has grossed me out in the past when I've gone to cold plunge events where they're just literally filling like a tub with water and ice. And then one person's jumping in and the next person's jumping in maybe after being in a sauna and you're kind of like, <laughs> Yes, yeah. that is a um, that is that is something that we notice as well. <laughs> so we built ours with a um, it, it has a one horsepower compressor in our elite model and um, two step filtration. So there's a strainer that captures any lint and hair, and then a 20 micron filter. And so every 15 to 20 minutes, 100 percent of that water is recycled through the filtration. So you're getting completely fresh water filtered through. And uh, we also use, we supplement that with a non-chlorine, non-bromine based EPA certified sanitizer. So it's like hydrogen Mm -hmm. peroxide based. So there's no chlorine smell or feel, but it keeps the water sanitary. So um, for me personally, I'm, I just use it by myself. I use it every day in my apartment balcony or nearly every day when I'm traveling. So I'm one person using it once or twice a day sometimes. And I change the water out every four to six months. So the water stays clean, clear for that long with just me as a single user and I'm getting in sweaty after workouts 
Uh, after a run, I'm getting real sweaty and oily and it's just the, the filtration does amazing. So I, I change it out every every few months at most. So if you do higher volume, more people using, that's gonna, you know, gonna increase your, you know, your your cycles. But um, but it's it's meant to be super easy and efficient so that I know at any point I have cold, clean water ready for me at whatever temperature I want. So if I'm beginning, I can set it at 57, 55, and I can start to bring it down lower if I want to, or put it in hot tub mode. So that convenience and the the connectivity it has with our app on the on your smartphone to set temperatures schedules makes it really easy and, and just eliminates the barrier to be able to get in every day which is ultimately why we created it so that i could have something that i didn't have to think twice about it was just right there ready because there's enough barrier and in getting into the ice bath that adding in the layers of cleaning or filling it up or getting ice just just stack that high and it decreases your likelihood of actually doing it and receiving the benefits for right. sure well that that's amazing i mean Kudos to you guys. Congrats on expanding and growing your business and hiring these new employees. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like we could keep talking because I know there's even more benefits than the physical, you know, when it comes to yes. cold immersion therapy that you could get into. So, you know, we may need to have you come back on at some point yeah. again, but totally. Joshua, where can people find you? Where can they check out your um, tubs? Where can they learn more about your retreats? And maybe mention your retreats. Yeah. I think you have one coming up or yes. Yeah, we have one coming up. I think by the time we're listening to this episode now, it'll have passed, but we'll be doing another winter one. So we're doing a retreat in January in um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which will be beautiful. Yeah. Amazing cold cold exposure, amazing breath work, community, diving into some of these deeper um, emotional, uh, the deeper emotional work as well that I'm, I'm very, very called towards uh, supporting people with. And uh, people can find us at Edge Theory Labs. Instagram is our main platform. So we're very active on there. Our website, obviously. And then myself at Joshua Dean Church on Instagram. I think I just connected with you two recently. So um, uh, my Instagram is where I'm most active and you know promoting any other workshops I'm doing or retreats or or speaking opportunities that I'm doing as well. So that's uh, those are the two best ways I would just say Instagram for both myself personally and our and our, and our brand. Awesome. And question on the retreats. How many days yeah. are your retreats? This one we're doing um, January 10th through the 14th. So the arrivals is the 10th in the evening and then uh, departure is the 14th in the morning. So it's it's a Wednesday night through Sunday morning. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so three full days of activity and um, and then an evening arrival and a morning departure on the other side of that. I'm and curious who attends. Like... That's what I was going to ask. And is it mostly <laughs> yeah. men? Because I did see something on your Instagram and I'm like, I think those are mainly men, but who knows? Maybe. And uh, yeah, I'm know. thinking like performance athletes. But Yeah. Like... Great, great question. Um, for these, these types of retreats, and we'll do certain workshops or, or retreats specifically geared towards uh, athletic recovery and sports performance, longevity, stuff like that with a lot of the pro athletes we work with. But that's honestly, that's less fun for me. That stuff's great and important, but um, this is, these are for the everyday people. I mean, right now for our retreat, we're almost, we're almost sold out and we have, um, I think we have two to one women to men right now, which is amazing. Wow. I love it. And so the retreat is for anybody that's, that's wanting to, I mean, anybody that's interested in this kind of thing, or they're curious or they're like, huh, maybe there's like, there's something here for me. Anybody that wants to, anybody that wants to see and witness firsthand, just how strong, beautiful, and capable they are and feel super connected to their body and improve their relationship with their body. One of the key themes is how do we create a sense of home and safety and security in our own body? How do you feel at home in your body? Right. And I'm going to start crying. Like those are. That was just such beautiful and inspiring yeah. words that you just said. Yeah. Mm. It's it's something that's changed my life, right? It's something that I, in every breath session that I do, I always incorporate into of, you are always at home in your body. And for me, like I felt so 
alienated from my body. I felt so removed. I felt so distant. I felt betrayed by my body even. And I know a lot of people can relate to that and, and women in general too. I think a woman specifically can relate to that feeling. And I, I think there's such a, there's a, there's a reunion. It's a homecoming coming back to your body through the breath, through the cold, through, through lovingly and ch challenging your body in ways and seeing just how much your body does for you and, and reconnecting with it, starting to turn the volume down on the mental chatter up here in our mind and turn the volume up on our intuition that's whispering to us. So it's an environment to do that and to do that in community in a safe space to explore this, to go deeper, to take a step away from the day to day. Just, you know, we get doses of this in day to day, like Sunday is going to be amazing, but to be able to link together multiple days of going deep into that and being able to even assess, like, what are some of the patterns in my life? What are the things that I want to shift? How do I want to show up differently for myself, for my family, for my, my, my children, perhaps my partner, I want to show up for myself first and foremost. And it provides an opportunity and a, and a way for us to really go deep into that and to work through some of these different emotions that might be coming up to, to stare them head on right in the face, slay the dragon, if you will, with love and to be able to express just fully and how, how beautifully capable our, our, and intelligent our bodies really are. Wow. <laughs> Marty, if you weren't excited to experience Sunday's retreat, now you are. Well, my right? mindset is very different. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish you were leading us. If you yeah, want. I do <laughs> No offense I do to too. the person that's doing it, but like, yeah. Well, well, I was thinking, Marnie. So Marnie and I just signed up for 29029. I don't know if you've heard about oh, yeah, this. Yeah, that's event. great. Yeah. So we just signed up for it last week. And now I'm right. like, well, maybe a year after that, we do one of these retreats. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We'll, oh. we'll probably be doing one to two retreats a year. And and that's just purely because of it's such a powerful container for transformation. Like it doesn't like from a business standpoint, like we don't like we, we price it to make it access as accessible as possible. Like we're not, we don't turn a profit from this. Like we just, we, I do this personally because it's, it's, it's like such a great way to work intimately with people and to really see just insane transformations night and day difference people's people like i i we're gonna have a whole podcast talking about some of the things that i've experienced and seen people uh breakthroughs that have happened on retreats i just got back from iceland being out there leading a retreat out there and just like mind-blowing shifts that's that what i want to do i want to go on your iceland retreat. yeah iceland. when's the next one november a year from now so no i think november 1st through the 7th perhaps 24 2024 yep next fall northern okay. lights hot springs hot yeah. tubs that sounds amazing. Yeah, yes. all the things. Wow. Well, we, yeah. we we might have to have you back on. Exactly. <laughs> I'd love to. We could we could jam for we could jam for a, a oh. while. And yeah. and also I will say, um, I don't know if you ever come to Southern California, but you come to San Diego. Maybe next time your your husband and son come out for lacrosse, or you come to San Diego, come come too. But love to have you through the facility here. We got our sauna, we got cold tub, we got all our recovery equipment here as well, and. I uh, would be more than thrilled to lead you through a, a, a breathing session and cold immersion. And um, I hope we get the opportunity to do that. You I should send John, Stephanie. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell him inst instead of going to the San Diego Zoo with Owen on Friday, you're going to go. To <laughs> have him come through. Um, so Joshua, as we wrap up this conversation, one question we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Mm, great question. The art of living well means to me, it means being able to adapt to whatever life throws at you. It's it's the art of state regulation because, you know, it's one thing to think about living well. Living well means doing my morning routine and doing this health and wellness things and all these tools that I use, but that's really idolistic. 
And we know that life throws curveballs at us. And it's not necessarily what we plan for. It's what is it? The life is 5% what happens to us and 95% how we respond to it. So I think the art of living well is the art and science, but the art of deliberately responding to the circumstances of life to regulate your state of being. And so if I can, living well to me means bringing yoga off the yoga mat. It means bringing the ice bath out of the actual tub to where someone cuts me off in traffic and I can catch myself from getting that cortisol drip, right? Starting to happen and myself start to get really charged up and I can actually breathe and regulate. That to me is the art of living well. It's being able to, in the day-to-day and all of the craziness and hecticness of the day-to-day, be able to have a suite of tools that I can call on and feel empowered to consciously regulate my state of being and show up to be as happy, as strong and successful as I can be in every moment, whatever's unfolding. That's so so well said. And I I mean, if the world lived by that motto, we'd be in a very different space today. Yeah. That's our mission. That's what we're here to do. And that's why I, um, and, and we've got this amazing team behind us and and why we won't stop until we we exhaust every potential way and, and interaction with every human that we can to help empower them with those tools. And the cold is one tool to make that happen, of course. But but that's really what it's about, because I think our world needs that right now. Absolutely. And uh, we all need that as human beings collectively in the modern world that we're living in. We need to learn how to to, to respond and not just react. So that is that's our that's our mission at the core. That's why that's why we started this. That's why I'm lit up every single morning to 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 share this and to to inspire as many people as we can and empower them with the skill set to do just that. I mean, your energy and passion is just coming through so loud and clear. I mean, for anyone listening on audio or video and congratulations, and you're already helping so many people. So mm-hmm. this is just wonderful. What you're and doing. I'm motivated to sell 10. <laughs> yeah, Let's exactly. Go. Let's get to your tub. <laughs> it's done. It's so done. We're going to make that happen. We'll link up all this in our show notes and yes. yeah, stay tuned for a part two with Joshua at some point in the future. Happen. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.